T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. In 1919, he hit 29 home runs and was sold to the New York Yankees. What can I say? Just dip my heart and, and call the Yankees my daddy. Welcome back to Fanbase, a deep dive into the greatest rivalry in sports. I'm John Senecal. He's Brian Shackman. And we're at a big part of the season now. We're coming up on another Yankees-Red Sox matchup. I stood in line all winter long, Brian. I'm on the roller coaster, which is the Yankees. I'm not getting off. (laughs) I'm not getting off. I don't care how many peaks and valleys and dips and corkscrews we're going to have on the Yankees. But I'm staying on it. Because now they're looking better, right? We'll see what happens. Parts of them are looking better. But, you know, before we get into the teams... And the matchups, uh, we know the pitching matchups. I, you know, I I do want to follow up on this foreign substance crap that we're dealing with. You know, the sticky ta- situation. <laughs> so now we're finally seeing them crack down on it, and I just was curious. It's kind of a circus. They say it's a work in progress. I just didn't know. You know, I have my own thoughts, but. I mean, what do you think? What do you think of Max Scherzer staring it's, down Joe Giardi? Well, it's and, weird. Like you, you, you think you uh. When you're driving a car, right, you haven't had anything to drink, and you're pulling up to a checkpoint, right? Yep. You automatically get nervous, right? Sure, I get automatically nervous. Even nervous. though I've done nothing wrong and I see a cop, I get nervous. That's what I'm saying. So, you know, these guys automatically are agitated, right? Yeah. They're agitated, and then they start thinking, like, well, I mean, how dare you check me, right? Like, oh, I, I have nothing. Well, of course you have nothing now, because you know they're looking, Right. But yeah, the reaction has been awesome. I mean, you it, like you think it's I think funny. It's, I think it's funny because listen, Joe Girardi's Joe Girardi. He's just trying to get under Scherzer's skin. He knows Scherzer's going to be all all jammed up. Like Scherzer's an easy person to get riled up. He just they call him Mad Max. He just yeah. looks kind of crazy, right? Yeah, With his rise. eyes and everything. But you know, I mean, Girardi loves riling things up. He's the closest thing the Yankees had to Billy Martin in ages as an sure, umpire. But it didn't work. No, right? it didn't they work. lost that game, and I think they lost the next one, thirteen to twelve or whatever. But I think it's I, hilarious though that these guys are like some players. They don't care. Like you know, Cole got checked like three or four times, I think, and he just kind of handed it to Grom, kind of laughed it off. You know, Scherzer's throwing his gloves. Sergio Romo's dropping trowel down to his ankles in yep. Oakland. They even checked Otani, and he's like, yes, sir, no, sir, thank you, thank you, sir. But here's my thing, and I know this has been talked about a little bit, but people watching and listening who, who, who don't follow it as closely as we do, there has to be some accountability for managers requesting it, and they find nothing. 
I, I, don't, I don't even say, know the exact rule. Like, can managers just automatically say? I, I don't know, but I, I know that I think that that's what sort of got in Scherzer. I think she already asked for it. But, like, it's almost like – I think the point is, is, like, it's almost, like, done on purpose. It could disrupt the flow of a game. It could disrupt the rhythm of a pitcher. And if they check – if they specifically it's not a league-mandated check – then there should be you should lose a challenge or something because I I don't think they should be able to just do There's it. There's got to be some repercussions. There has to be. Well, and I it, just find it interesting how the umpires are checking after they come off the field too. Like they're all always checking the pitchers after the inning. Right. As they're walking off. As if there's it's some like, here comes the, here comes the shortstop the and they give it to influence. Him the, like the, something mid-inning where the, the shortstop drops something on the grass right. and he picks it up. Or, or, is the, or is the catcher rubbing something? Who knows? But the other thing is is the, the amount of time that these balls come in and out of play, Like the only way you're really going to know is to check. Right. You're going to have to check. So, I mean, mate... It's not obviously this isn't a perfect thing. Like there's no possible way you're going to be able to start this and make everyone happy. But Major League Baseball is going to have to figure something out where like you said, you can't just stop play and start asking to be frisked. No, and the thing is here's the deal is that what you said earlier is exactly one of the main points is that um, everyone knows they're checking, so it's kind of stupid now because they're not. Who's going to be dumb enough to to have catchable stuff? Well, who's dumb that? enough to keep doing PEDs, Robinson so, Cano? So the key is if they do, if they if they set up that, what they should do is they should do random checks forever. Like that to me is it because then you just load, totally random. Like yes. if they notice something on video or, or whatever, something like that, and then because that, but I don't know if the the players associated will go over because then you lull people into a false sense of confidence, and then they then they can maybe get caught. The other thing is is that we have to figure out to what degree do they allow something. I mean, like Garrett Richards the other night, they said something like five hundred RPMs less than he usually does. Now I don't even know anything about the stupid spin rates before this year. I never thought about it. I mean, it makes total sense, but like clearly like a lot of people think, you know, I said this before that the Red Sox might've been involved pretty heavily because a lot of their pitchers have dropped off. I mean, if there's a noticeable difference of like, Beyond more than three hundred or whatever. Well, across the league, there's a notable noticeable right, difference. Five hundred means there's no doubt. So the question is, are they going to listen to the players and allow something? And here's a like a pie in the sky. They're into this negotiation, right? We're worried about this labor thing. Yeah, next year. And what if like the league is just fleecing them mentally and being like, "Well, this is to the get them rule. in fighting." No, no, no. It's not even that. Listen to this. Just, just hear me out. So you have this thing where they're checking it and they're not allowing any of it. And all of a sudden, like the players are like, "This is total bullcrap. We should be able to do something like rosin and sunscreen. What's what's the problem?" And that the league is setting up is that now that's a give back. So then right. they say to you, they say to the players now, "Okay, we'll let you do rosin and sunscreen. Give us something." Typical they just, union negotiation. But they just created out of nothing, so it's a right. freebie for the They're owners. They're not taking anything. Not, it's already there. Right. So like it, it, in some ways, if they make that a concession type thing in negotiations, then the owners have totally fleeced. The players. Now, the other way to look at it, too, is to get the hitters and the pitchers in fighting. You know, the hitters, you got some saying, well, keep the sticky substance. I don't want a ball in my ear. And the other ones are saying, well, I'm batting 240 across the board in MLB. Get rid of the sticky substances. So the spin rate drops so I can start raking and drop, bring my average up, get a bigger contract. Now, the pitchers, on the other hand, obviously are saying, you know, I want the sticky substance, keep my spin rate up, get a bigger contract, more strikeouts. You well, the, the pitcher so, thing is, I, I, I'll just say this, it seems like a, a, a different argument, a bigger argument for the hitters and the pitchers, because like, you're always going to need pitchers in baseball. And if everyone's dealing with the same crap, if you're a better pitcher, you're a better pitcher. Like, I feel like the, the, there's more of an even Steven with the hitters than they take that little edge, and that's the difference between the millions and the non-millions. Like, if the pitchers have the whole same setup, 
pitchers are pitching. Every, the league's always going to have pitchers, so right. like you're going to have someone's going to be making money pitching. And so, what does it matter what the rules are? I don't know. I mean, you could say that about the pine tar with the hitters, but, but I, in the recent years, they've been they've been so jacked up about you know strikeouts, 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 and these guys. I mean, look at Trevor Bauer. If you look at his numbers, they aren't amazingly awesome over his career. They're not. And the guy is making 30-something million dollars a year. And he's looked at as one of the best premier pitchers in the game. Now, granted, he might be, but, you know, you're giving these guys these huge contracts based on a sample size. I always tell the story and this, you know, from from watching Rico Bronia's career, because I was, you know, close to his family for a stretch when he was in the bigs, is it, you know, I was always, I'm I'm still anti-PED, but if I was in double-A, right, and I was absolutely maxed. And I was the best at every level I'd ever been and at. And you knew you maxed out. And I, I maxed out my talent. And I wasn't good enough. But I knew that if I had one fraction of this better, and then I could make a huge career of it, I understand. Like, or you I saw guys it. walking right by you doing it. Right. And they got in their limo or whatever, and they so were gone. I, I understand. I understand it. I just want to. I want to know how to figure out how to... If it's not regulate or make it more fair, like to me, like ultimately all that matters is the game sucks right now for the most part. Like we're trying to like all these, you know, really interesting social media people, they're making bat lips, bat flips fun or whatever. Like if we have to make bat flips fun, like we're, 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 we're barking up the wrong tree. Like I know it's home runs for ages, but the millennials, they want to make it fun. Like I'm all for fun, but like, you're not really getting the point. The point is the game is not fun as a game. Guys are bat flipping doubles to the warning track. It's I'm not like, even kidding you. Like, I mean, look at Luke Voigt just just the other night. I mean, with the Yankees, he he literally had his hand up and a triple off the top of the wall. And granted, I thought it was going out too, but that's that's a little bit closer. But I've seen I'm watching guys bat flip flyouts right. to the warning track because they want to make sports center or whatever. They think that's how to well, get attention. Well, they did. They look stupid for the wrong reasons. But that my point is ultimately, you're doing that. That's like putting lipstick on a pig. You know what I mean? You can have fun with it and whatever. I don't even give a crap. It's fine. You do whatever you want. But like to me, fundamentally, like we need more Mookie bets. You know. F- Fly ball, throwing the guy out at home type stuff. Real baseball. Need, yeah. So, like, this, to me, like, what, what rules can get us back to that? But what about, you know, Tyler Glass now came right out and said that the reason he got hurt is because he can't use the sunscreen and rosin, right? I believe him. That, now, is that a whole other issue? Now, are you going to look and see now my premier pitchers are getting hurt or pitchers in general are getting hurt? We got to figure something out. We can't just say you can't. You can't allow anything. And obviously, Rosin wasn't cutting it. You have yeah. players saying that Rosin is a total joke. Yeah, we're going to go down a rabbit hole because I think that like this whole, whether it's Tommy John or whether it's the, the gripping agents, you know, the human body, like they were always this thing all through our childhood, whether it was J.R. Richard or Nolan Ryan, there seemed like there was a total cap on how hard a body could throw a baseball. Right. And so now we're effing with other things to change that. And so, like, I honestly feel like if 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 the fastball was a reasonable velocity, we would play the game differently. Right. So I think the pressure to throw 100 is is, sort you know, all this stuff is like it's just how do we one up? And then the hitters got to do. I don't know. I just feel always like, trying to be better, but you really don't need to. Right, I don't know. I don't know how to solve it. Anyway, so let's move on since we didn't solve it. I want to talk about... No one's going to solve it. I, you know, I got a couple things on the Red Sox side. You know, we're t- John Senecal, Brian Jackman here, uh, fan base, a deep dive into the greatest rivalry in sports, as we do always. This is a big show because we're leading into a Red Sox-Yankees series. It's why we started this whole thing in the first place. You know, for me, 
when I look at the Red Sox, and I want to talk pitchers in a second. And so no, get... probably no chance in this series of the Yankees catching the Red Sox. Obviously not. No, I, I no. but it could still be interesting at the back end. Very interesting. Listen, I think that. I think that again, like the Red Sox are not a runaway first place team, and I don't think any of them are. So the question is, what what happens? And you know, if they're all three teams are within five games going into the end of August, it's going to be really interesting. So for me, if you were the Yankees, you want to just find a way to get close to even with that second place team, whether that second place team's Tampa or with Boston. So when you have any head to head matchups, you have to take take them to town. And you know, like I, in terms of players, you know, we just sort of get a temperature check. Of players, like I, I feel like two guys in the Red Sox are not getting enough attention. Believe it or not, I think Rafi Devers. If you look at the stats, I mean, he's up there in the top five in RBI. He's bad at everything. He's so. And the thing is, is that they said early in the year he can't handle the fastball, and then I think he saw the headlines, and then he went out and handled the fastball, and he's handling the fastball now. And it, to me, because he's a little pudgy and he's always smiling, I think people think he doesn't give a crap. And I think I'm sort of learning that that doesn't necessarily mean that's the case. Well, I mean, also the Red Sox. I mean, they are. They are typically Xander Bogart's team. Sure, and, as they should be. And yeah. J.D. is, you know, their big marquee signing over the last whatever years for offense. Um, so he does kind of get lost in the shuffle a little bit. You know, it's, up- I, almost like Gio Urshela would, but obviously Gio's not having the same year, but right. kind of the same deal. They, they're, they're, Gio's a better defender, but they're good at what they do, but nobody really knows better. it. Yeah, and then you got a guy who had so much attention in, in, in um, Dahlbeck, who's been terrible, who uh, sometimes looks lost at the plate. Now, he's then, an older rookie, right? Yeah, he's not super young. But So he, is he I, one of those guys that maybe hasn't is not going to figure it out, like Craig Frazier? I don't know, because he had such a great spring, but he's a guy who's hitting at the bottom of the order who's really a cleanup hitter, right? I mean, that's where he would be. Yeah, if you don't if see first pro- baseman hit at the he, bottom of the order. If he projects to where he's supposed to be in the bigs, and first basemen are tough because it's a tough position to break into because you really have to deliver offensively, and 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 I think that you know whereas outfielders you get really you know get three spots where you can sort of break in or what have you, but you need great power numbers at first. And and the truth is is that if he doesn't, they will give him this year and they will give him next spring. But if he continues to, to, to hit like a nine hitter. He, he can't stick around. The other guy that I've been happy with that I didn't think, you know, I, he, we were in right field on opening day and Renfro was there and he's a big guy. He's bigger than big I thought dude. he was. I, I never knew he was that big and his defense has been, I didn't know anything about him. His defense has been, you know, he can throw. I mean, it's awesome and he's finally hitting. He's the kind of guy that sort of snuck up on me and I like. So, you know, when I when I think of, I, I still hold the same thing. The spin rate stuff has hurt the Red Sox pitchers. We'll get to the starters in a second, but if they can get any production out of seven eight nine. Uh, I think the Red Sox are hard to beat. And it's like with Dahlbeck, you never know. Renfro has been better. So, like, to me, I honestly, I swear to God, because I think that the middle of the order and the top of the order is always going to have somebody kind of come through. And it's always 7-8-9. You can say that about all teams, but especially, like... It, it's it, always 7-8-9. It, it, it is. And if they go, you know, one for one for nine every game, they're not going to win. Yeah, well, one player for the Yankees that was in the 7-8-9 slot for most of the season has bumped his way up significantly, and that's El Gary Sanchez. Yeah, it's he unbelievable. Big homer the other night to tie it up in that game they won when Chapman blew it. We'll talk yeah. about him too. So it's crazy because you know I remember like a few weeks ago listening to Aaron Boone's press conference and they were talking about how God, Gary he's he, so boring. Yeah, oh, talking God. about how Gary Sanchez has been playing much better. And I remember looking at my kids, I'm like, "What are you talking about? He's awful." And then I look at his stats and I'm like, "He has been playing better. He's raised his average." And they say he's quiet at his lower half. He's not 
jumping as much, you know, lower half on the bo- of of his body, and he's hitting the ball, and it's and it shows. All right, so he's got his starting job back. And the other guy who needs to get work is Torres. He's just awful. He just can't figure it out. And his lower half, even my son said it. He goes, "Why is he stepping so much when he swings?" He's just—he's like out of control, and you know, it's typical. So his timing's off. He can't time. catch up to the fastball because his his setup is too slow. I, I just think it's just—it's just crazy. I mean, yeah. he's two for thirty-five of fifteen Ks his last ten games. I mean, that's just awful. You How know? worried are you with Chapman? All right. Well, I mean, Chapman. I mean, can, my can, take is well found, founded on this. this everybody, everybody, this, as a closer, right? When you when you, when you implode, it's it's the end well, of the gonna, world, right? You're gonna blow, and it's gonna happen, gonna right? Especially when before that you gave up like one earned run in twenty-three innings pitch, right? You've been awful lately. Now, do you but, do you attest that? Do you attest that to just a bump, or do you attest that to back to what we were talking about—the sticky yeah. substance, the spin rate—and he had a meltdown in the dugout. He didn't want to come. He didn't want to walk the batter, so you got that going for you. But listen, hey, there's something going on. But I'm gonna say right now, it's just a small blip in the radar. You want me to repeat my take? You think I, he's crazy? No, I just don't think the Yankees. And again, you can stamp it and bring it back to me. I don't think they'll ever win a World Series with him as their closer. Period. Full stop. You got to so, make it to the World Series first. Sure, but that's the sort other of my... problem with the Yankees is when you follow in the footsteps of Rivera. I mean, your bar is set so dang high; it's insane. Yeah, there's, there's... enough. Dis- he didn't take over straight for Rivera, did he? Well, he went and got traded to the Cubs, and then there they, was someone in between Rivera. Well, and they him. tried with what's his name, um, uh, Betances. They yeah. tried with him, and he didn't pan out. And then well, they—I don't know. I don't think it's like following up Vince Lombardi. Maybe people think about it. I feel like I feel being like... a closer in the MLB sucks, dude. I would not want that job. I mean, they pay well. But, you know, you, you can fail as a pitcher, a starting pitcher, and no one even remembers it. You oh, got yeah. eight more innings to figure it out. You no, know? it's like I don't want my kid to to be a goalie or a pitcher in general, but being a closer would be the Well, I mean, the bottom worst. line, you got to throw strikes, right? He's He wasn't throwing strikes. He's walking batters, right? I mean, do, is that is that the sticky substance thing? I don't know. I, I mean, know. He was he's pretty not, effective three, four years ago. When, he's not pouring water off his head every time he comes in anymore, right. so who knows what's in that, right? right? Well, I mean, the bottom line is the Yankees need... To score runs, they're not they're not scoring runs in eighty two. They got tons. When you get double digit walks in a game and you're in the eighth inning and you've only scored two runs, there's an issue. Right? There's an issue, right? So they got to figure that out. Obviously, they still got an issue with center field. Judge is not your center fielder. He's got to go to right field. Frazier, I think it's time to cut bait again. Jeez. I'm telling you, like, like he's batting a buck ninety. You know, he's lost his job to Andujar, right? But still, I mean, you need a left-handed bat. I'm going with Chuck Nasty in Colorado. Get him. Get Charlie Blackman. Put him out in the outfield. He's batting good. He's a left-handed bat. He'll have to shave and not look like a werewolf. I'm trying to think of who. Who does, does Arizona have anybody? Because they're going to want to sell. Jesus, man, Arizona's they, awful. But they might have somebody to pick. I don't know. Hey, what about Andrew? Pentel Marte? They got what about? Oh, that, we've already talked about him. Right. What about guys that are injured that uh, might help late season beyond trades? Um, well, I mean, Severino was on the on the track to come back as Sale is, right. but Severino had a little setback with his groin, so he's he he's out another month. So he's probably not back until August, mid-August, which is still could be time, you know. Well, you can have a fresh arm. I mean, you know, with Sale, I I know he's pitching at Fenway uh, this weekend, facing some live batters. And so I, they they say maybe right after the All-Star break, I feel like it'll be more like late July. I mean, like he's just one tweak, one bad 
wind up from going be, being done. You know, I mean, I yeah. feel like they're going to be very careful. It's with so it. scary with the, with the Tommy John thing because you know it's history. Recent history with the injury says they come back stronger, right? And they throw harder. But I can't imagine what that's like as a pitcher. That every time that you let go of that ball, knowing that the torque is on there, that that could just be. Right. Right. You know, granted, that could happen anytime pre Tommy John, but it's not in the back of your head that you got some, you know, like your whatever is your I think they want, hip ligament or I whatever. Think the whole Tommy John to help you needs to happen younger. Yeah. You know what I mean? I think it's when you're like in 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 college or, or in the minors. Or well, they're like throwing them around now, like they're skittles. No, it's like you have to get them. Yeah, you know, it's almost like you have to get them. So we, what we have for matchups? We have Martin Perez against Domingo Herman. We have Nate Evaldi against J-Mo Montgomery, and then you have Eduardo Rodriguez against Garrett Cole. I mean, everyone's going to look at that that Sunday matchup. Uh, it's probably on ESPN, I'm sure too, right? Well, I don't know. It was listed as a 110 game. I oh, have really? Tickets that Fox I can't game sell. of the week. Listen, Rodriguez is not what he was. He wasn't pitching well before the spin rate crap. He's just there's something off with him. I don't really know what it is. Herman's last start was not good. Well, yeah. I mean, I don't cheer for him either. And, you know, Martin Perez hasn't pitched well either. So, like, from a starter, Ivaldi. <laughs> so, what you're saying is we're not excited about this pitching no, matchup. No, I mean, I like Ivaldi. I mean, but I think Martin Perez has been, has, has been, um, uh, he struggled. And, and Eduardo has not had a good year. So right now, Eduardo's not year one. So I would give advantage in terms of overall to the Yankees on the mound for this series. The, Yan- the pitching has not been the Yankees' problem. I mean, Mongo- it's offense. I know, it's offense. I mean, look at the last time the Yankees played the Red Sox, it was a total disaster for the Yankees. So if you come away with one win, it's good. But you got to keep winning the series. So the Yankees. Oh, can- see, I think you you got to win the series or sweep them. Yeah. Obviously, no. I was going to say you- you're okay with one Yankee win. This well, week? crap! You just got swept by them, and you look like fools doing it. You know what I mean? You got to take two. It's be- yeah, obviously, but it's better than getting swept. You know, anything's better than getting swept. I mean, the Yankees are coming. They're playing better baseball. But, again, you cannot win games when you have all those runners on base. I mean, you can't hope everyone's going to score two runs against you. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then you get lucky in the ninth inning. I mean, listen, it's funny when you break it down. It makes that Friday game really important because, I mean, nobody can get swept. But I I really think it's going to be a dogfight. My question is, honestly, when I look at this division – can you get two wildcard teams out of the East? And I'm not sure you can. And that means that the top two teams in this division mm-hmm. make the playoffs. I know. Are the Rays going to get resuscitated? I mean, they, we totally didn't even talk about Wander Franco coming back, coming, coming up to the team. But their pitching is a mess right now. And so, I don't know. I feel like somehow they, or they're going to figure it out, but they just don't. What they not, won't do is they won't make a big deal. No, they at won't. The deadline. So Maybe this, that's their big deal, Wander Franco. Yeah, I mean, listen, it was exciting. And I they mean, probably got some stud down in AAA ready to pitch, too. Who knows? We'll see. I mean, ultimately, I think that... Th- it's hard to predict what they will do. I just feel like they'll be there, and I think it'll be between the Red Sox and the Yankees, and one of those two teams will but, not make the playoffs. Sale comes back, Severino comes back. Do the Red Sox still need to? Yeah, they still need something. Yeah, and the Yankees definitely, we know, need some. Yeah, so only- I mean, I, I think you know people talk about sales the same as getting a, a, a pitcher at the deadline, and so that can help. But I still think the Red Sox need more, and I don't, I don't think they need a lot of position players. I mean, I, I think that they're just. They just don't. And so I, I, I don't know if they can get a legit starter or not because the market is such a premium on it. But I think if the Red Sox win two or three on this one, it, it, I mean, it's not sayonara for the season, but it's a really good a good result because they've been a little inconsistent lately. But anyway, we got to run. So that's what it is. What's your prediction quickly on the series? Uh, I'm going to go Yankees uh, two out of three, and they're going to win the first and last game and miss in the middle. Gotcha. I think that's probably pretty, pretty solid. I think it'll go either way. I don't see a sweep. 
And I think if the Red Sox could win two or three, it would be a, actually a huge plus because I, I just don't think they're playing super great right now. Yeah. Well, I mean, we got time left. The season's, you know, we're not at the All-Star it's break It's not young. Yet. Season's no, not it's young. it's not young. But it's far, far, far It's time over. in the season for players that aren't performing. To the, step up. To step up or be gone. Yep. But it's not time to freak out if you're four and a half, five, six games back. Yeah, he's John Seneca and Brian Shackman, as always. Please listen. Please share. Please like. You're listening to Fanbase, a deep dive into the greatest rivalry in sports. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly.